Okay, phones on silent. Ooh, you just got a sexy photo. We just got a sexy photo in our Metamore group chat. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on one second. Oh, okay. So what I'm looking at right now, Joe's partner just sent an outfit that they're wearing for a job interview, and it looks, it slays. They it's look, a work meeting. They oh, a are, work meeting. Yeah, which there's a little bit of nerves about and holding some good space for. They look so hot in that top. That's yeah. a great color on them, and I like the silk blouse. And the curls. Ugh. I love that they sent us both in a group text a photo of their sexy outfit. Mm-hmm. I will write them back after this podcast. I fall in love just a little, little bit every day with someone new. I fall in love just a little, oh, a little bit every day with someone new. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Remodeled Love Podcast. I'm your polyamorous mama, Jessica Levity Day Lover, and with me, as always, the AD to my HD. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was going to make you laugh. Yeah, the whatever to your ND. Some up up equivalent to that. You know what's so interesting is that... The NA to your ND? (laughs) What's NA? Wait, neuro. Oh, the NT to your N. The NT to my ND. Yeah. It's so interesting living with someone who doesn't have ADHD because I feel like most of the creatives I've been surrounded by my whole life have ADHD. And so my behavior was normal to me. But then, like, I move in with you, Mr. I think I'm going to teach myself an instrument by studying every single day for years on end and practicing consistently. (laughs) And I think I'm going to write a book by writing a chapter a week and writing every day for 30 minutes and having consistent discipline in a chosen hobby and sticking with it. I was like, what is this magic? I could not tell you. It's just when I am inspired to do something, I go all in. I don't really know what else to say. Well, when I'm inspired to do something, I go all in, but it lasts (laughs) short-lived, and then I'm on to something else. Well, I go in for the long con, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Well, and I really liked my intro. I like thinking of my intros, but I I really like uh, the AD to my HD, because even though you are not ADHD, you are still a fucking air sign. Yes, this is very much true. So flighty, weirdly, so randomly the, unpredictable. The attention deficit part, still still relevant. <laughs> because guess who is missing his laptop cord, power cord right now? Mr. Daylover raising his hand. Yeah, and the whole reason, why did Sugar Mama over here buy you a laptop? Why? Yeah, so you would stop borrowing mine. (laughs) (laughs) And now I know it's coming that you're going to say, babe, can I borrow your laptop because I don't have my, I lost my power cord. I I was right where I left it, I swear. No, I don't think that's going to happen this time. Oh, really? No, I think I'm going to find the power cord. You know that I'm as equally good at finding things <laughs> as true. I am at losing them. I've found sunglasses like at the bottom of the freaking ocean. It's true. It's true. He has <laughs> found sunglasses. And it was like, you know how like the waves send you like, to the left or something like you'll get in the ocean at one point and then you're like how did we end up 20 yards this way and you like found the sunglasses 20 (laughs) yards the other way i was like that would only fucking happen to you i will not be deterred but remember that time that you went tubing the river and forgot to take our car keys out of your pocket i did lose those (laughs) at that point in time (laughs) which has made for some interesting break-ins around the day lover household no and i was like pregnant and i had to crawl through one of our windows and like it, oh god it was bad 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 okay so we're really happy to be here we're going to be doing an episode just me and you Yay. and we're going to be using the format that we created last season for when it's episodes that's just me and you so lay it on me so you know part one is what's new with remodeled love part two is the hot goss like what's new in our sex life and our love life and just polyamory plot twists plot dynamics in our life then we'll take a short break we'll come back with part three which is existential thoughts i've been having lately and part four is a dear flabby so Mm -hmm. we'll answer (laughs) we'll answer a listener question let's start with where we are right now we are in our yet again brand new co-work space so this is my fourth co-work space in a year it's been about a year since we made the investment into co-work spaces which was life-changing and 
the episode we're recording right now is actually a redo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's been quite a journey to find a proper podcast recording space. As nice as these co-work environments have been, they have all sadly fallen a little bit behind in that area. Yeah, so the sign to finally leave our previous one was I went in to record a podcast and only one of the input channels worked. <laughs> oh, God. And so you and I had to share a mic. Uh, it, uh, two of the input channels worked, so the person we brought in for the interview had their own channel, and then we had to share one, and Good I was times. like, it's Good time times. to get out of here. Yeah, and so we're, we're in a really nice one now, and so nice that the board... I like was kind of out of my realm of experience, which was humbling to me. And so we ended up recording an episode and there was a little bit of a buzz in the channel. And I was like, I cannot release this. I just can't. And I tried, I even spent 30 minutes editing it and I was like, nope, I can't do it. Luckily, we just got somebody in here to help me with the board. And turns out that was not my fault. The board actually wasn't out of my realm of knowledge. <laughs> it was just something's going wrong with this board. And so we're like, God damn it. Yes, it's just uh, the latest bump in the road. Yes, but we were able to fix it. And now we have crispy, clean sound. And I hope to never again have to release an episode that's like, I apologize for the sound in this episode. You wouldn't release such an episode. What are you talking I about? I just did. Oh. Uh, season one or the first season. You're not listening to our episodes. <laughs> you haven't listened to episode one of season three of Remodeled Love. Uh, I think if one of your partners can avoid (laughs) not listening to the recordings, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Who? This is where we talk about accrued credit and having shown up consistently across the years, time and again. How long have we been together now? Like 45 years? No, for real though. If it were. If it were, sorry, that just makes me laugh because no. And just this morning, I got a brand deal, which the brand deals are like kind of rolling in more consistently now, which is really nice because that means I can do this more full time. But it was like for a menopausal tea. And I was like, okay, there's nothing wrong with aging. Love aging. And you can look your age and that's a good thing. But like, I'm not menopausal. <laughs> they even it's followed a bit up too today. Soon. It's They're a bit like, soon. hey, Jessica Remodeled Love, did you see our brand offer? And I was like, bit. I just wrote back, I am 36, period, and hit send on the... Anyway, so yeah, about 45 years, I would say. Roughly. No, it's cool. Give or take. If it were an important episode, like, and it's a great episode. It's my episode with Shrimp Tea. Oh, yeah. No, that totally you have to you can't throw that one away. Right. No, you have to go. And so like if I, if it were an important episode, I would make sure you listen. Like, of course, my interview with Multi Amory podcast so important to me. Clearly, you've listened to that episode, right? Pieces of it. <laughs> Snippets and sound bites. Oh, uh, my God. I was on only the most significant. I think I honestly am pretty sure most popular, famous and I love these guys, uh, non-monogamy podcasts in the world, the multi-amory podcast I was on as a guest. And I had to like beg both of my partners to listen to the fucking episode. <laughs> what I did listen to, I really enjoyed. They sound like a lot of fun. Yeah, so if you haven't heard that interview yet, go listen to the multi-amory podcast. So let's let's get into it now. What's new with Remodeled Love? So our book has been out for four months now. It, July 30th, it was born. July, August, September, October. So and it's it only three getting- months. Sales, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm blown away with just the reception and how many people are are really liking it and enjoying it, and it's out there and existing now. Yeah. So, Remodeled Love. If you haven't bought our ebook yet, you can do so at remodeledlove.com. We are working the, our very next thing now that we have fairly consistent childcare. Even though she had to cancel this week because she caught what our kids have had. Um, Then we're going to get into this sound studio and record the audiobook version. So that's the next thing. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of people with ADHD specifically prefer audiobooks. And so we are getting to that. Um, Brand deals are coming in. That's going really well. We have a lot of really, really, really exciting things on the horizon that I actually don't want to talk too much about because I want to I want to be able to reveal them in the moment. You got to pimp out the reveal a little bit. I think what's we've been primarily consumed with of late, I mean, and you've been continuing to kick out the reels and content, of course, which I always love, the support groups, I feel like, are where we're spending a lot of our energy on remodeled love these days yeah so we've got dudes with feelings which is literally life-changing like you have testimony from men in the dudes with feelings support group that it has changed their life in 
the sense that the support and community that has shown up for each other in that space is something that a lot of people haven't been able to get elsewhere and that everyone really cherishes and values. And I have had nothing but the highest, best, most positive interactions from people in this space. And that includes talking about some of the difficult things and really processing a lot of hard shit that folks can experience in the polyamorous space. Yeah. Amen. And so those are now meeting twice a month. So there are, uh, that's now a bi-monthly meeting. <laughs> bi. You're telling me this meeting is bi? <laughs> yes. And on that note, a very queer affirming space. Yeah. And that has certainly shown up in a lot of the shares and uh, there's an air of com comfortability, I think, yeah. with everyone involved. So our meetings are on the third Saturday and then usually like the first Thursday. You look hot in that sweater. Did your partner buy that for you? Did Laura buy that for this you? This is a Laura gift. Oh, yeah. that's. I think we might wear that for our family photo. Yeah. No, it's a nice navy blue sweater. I, It goes really well with my with my khakis. Yeah. Okay. Um, and now we have our Polyamorous Parents Commiseration Club is now also a bi-monthly meeting for Saturday of the month. And then like the next two more Sundays, it's like a Sunday in the middle of the month. That group is also life-changing the camaraderie there the support even in between meetings is absolutely amazing and we are doing these meetings twice a month now just because they're needed for the people attending but also to create more space for more people to attend and then we also just launched a brand new support group called there's nothing wrong with you tell me about the idea for this because even with what we had going with those first two support groups, you felt there was still a need for, for an additional one. Yeah. So specifically, a lot of times my content and my support groups are birthed from what I'm seeing in peer support calls. And right now, like I'm fully booked on peer support calls. Like I'm booked probably at least a week or so out. Yeah. Like, you wake up and you're like, holy crap, I have four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just had to limit that app. today. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so what I, I see trends in peer support calls and it's like, okay, well, the thing that you are needing is support. Oh, okay. Well, then let me birth a support group. Very step mommy style, you know? Yeah. And so what I'm seeing is a trend of, so this group is specifically for women and non-men. So it's a no cis men allowed group. So it's a support group for women and non-men who are struggling around with feelings around their polyamorous identity. So a lot of that might be guilt for being the eager person in their relationship. Um, fear around like they need to like their partner doesn't even know they're having polyamorous thoughts or like guilt around having more success. So they initiated the switch to polyamory and now they're having more success than their partner and their partner likely needs to be in the dudes with feelings support group and women or non-men struggling with their poly curiosity. So it's kind of a generic catch-all support group for polyamorous non-men who are struggling with something in which they need to hear there's nothing wrong with you. And then... I have had requests for just like the equivalent of dudes with feelings. So initially I went to start a support group that was just going to be a support group for women. Um, but then I ended up birthing the there's nothing wrong with you because it's such a specific niche that needs to be met. So I'm still planning on launching. I th right now it's bitches with baggage. <laughs> I, I love this. And I think it is really indicative of the work that we've put out there in the sense that we are really responsive to the kinds of engagement and feedback that we get. And so the things that we offer, like these support groups and peer support sessions, are in response to what people are requesting and demanding. Totally. And people are like, what's the secret to your success? And I'm like, I'm just meeting needs. Like, I'm literally just seeing what's needed in the community and meeting it to the extent that we can. And I would love, you know, if you're out there and you have a background in coaching or holding space or whatever, like, we need more content creators. We need more educators. Like, get out there and do it. But I'm also hoping to be able to bring people onto a team. So people who are like, I don't want to do my own thing, but I do have this training and I would be interested in leading support groups with Remodeled Love. Like, I think eventually we'll be growing that team. Yeah, big time. The future is bright for Remodeled Love. The future is very bright. Like, honestly, the problem right now is that I don't have enough time to produce at the speed with which shit is coming to us. Yeah, it's the perennial problem around here. And thankfully, winter break is on the horizon. Yeah. We got about five, six more weeks. Oh, man, God, that feels forever away. So let's get into um, the hot goss. 
And okay, so when we first <laughs> when we first made these segments, I was like, this one's always going to be boring because like you and I just we don't have an exciting polyamorous life. And so I was really like, I want to have it as a segment, but I feel like it's going to constantly be depressing and disappointing to people. But guess what, y'all? <laughs> guess what, y'all? Oh, the giddiness. Okay. I'm so here for it. So the hot goss in my life is that Ja and I are doing really well. Our love story, as always, is the love story of a Sagittarius versus a Capricorn. And in other words, your um, fire and determination has outlasted his stubborn resistance. Oh, my God. No, literally. That's literally. Oh, my God. OK, he's coming in soon, hopefully, to do an episode with us. You, ha- you have to bring that in. I'm going to make it. You tell him what you said because he will totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we've had um, I don't want to reveal too much, but um, we've just had a lot of blunt discussions around um just me sharing some really tough feelings i've been having which are not not soul to just him it seems to be the plight and i say that from a place of like i wouldn't want him to feel bad he is a victim also of the patriarchy also of a failed sex education system of purity culture and of first starters toxic masculinity but there's this trend where like a lot of bisexual women and femmes are just done with cis men because y'all seem to come with a lot of fucking emotional labor. And so like, I'm in love with you, but I have to work so fucking hard to be in a relationship with you. Not that all women and femmes are inherently more evolved than cis men, but we, we literally have more, most of us have much more emotional intelligence. And so in order to be in a relationship with some of y'all, we, even the good, the good ones, like we, there's just so much labor involved. Emotional labor. What has been the difference in you wanting to do that labor in Jaw's case? Um, so this is where a lot of men struggle. I feel like is that they end up attracting partners who don't want to do the labor. And it's rare to come across someone who does so i feel like and they shouldn't have to you're not saying that from a blamey no 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 and fully understanding why some don't want to do the labor but in your case you have which seems to be a little bit more rare in the space and so what were the positive qualities you were seeing that made you want to stay and explore despite that that's a really good question there was this really sweet moment as we were having this really vulnerable conversation a few nights ago we were standing in the kitchen and I was leaning into him and he was literally so receptive to like all of this feedback I was giving him that I had buried for a long time and was just like, like I was afraid to tell him because this shit's hard to hear. And I don't have a great history of men receiving this information well. And he was so receptive. He really values personal growth. He's in therapy. We love to see it. You know, he's like, this is all the shit I want to work through. A lot of it is his Capricorn five Capricorn placements plus his trauma, you know, which we all have, we're all coming up against. And so he was just like holding me and kissing me and thanking me for telling him all this information. And then he was like, okay, so why are you still here? And in true autistic spirit, I had like a line item to break down (laughs) of that. And I think first and foremost, I love him. Um, Secondly, I think I was conditioned by the patriarchy to stick around to do this labor and so maybe there's a part of me that like maybe literally I should have not maybe I should have abandoned ship but there's something inside of me that I want to be the one that breaks his walls down like that whole thing you're expressing this almost as a fault <laughs> I think it, it could be it's not necessarily a fault, but it could be a toxic trait of mine to want to do all this labor versus find someone who's already at where I'm at. What were the other reasons? So the other reasons were that he takes such good care of me. Like he he's not a dud, right? The bar's on the floor for men, right? It just is. But he literally, f- for the emotional labor I perform for him, he performs physical labor for me. Oh, yes. What, with regularity. With, and honestly, and honestly, with like, gusto. yeah, like, so I have chronic pain. And not only does he willingly give me hour long body massages every time I come over to his house but he gives good ones like really really like he could be doing that for a living if he wanted to and he loves to do it and I always say in the middle of it thank you for taking such good care of me and then he'll kiss me and say you're easy to take care of Mm, that's a nice compliment isn't that fucking sweet yeah and so 
Um, I really think that in a lot of ways it's even like I am doing this emotional labor, but like he shows up to help us with our broken down car. He took me to like, you had the car to do something to pick up Aslan from school. And I had two doctor's appointments to get to, and he was sick and he literally drove me to both appointments willingly and just sat in his car and waited for me. I can recall one vague instance of Jaw helping out when I either lost my keys or my phone and it created some issue. So <laughs> you're doing your part around here, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know, you're air, you're bringing the air, I'm bringing the fire and the water and he's really bringing the earth. He really does. Um so that's that's honestly the biggest piece of it right there is there is equity in that sense. Um, and I would say finally, uh, his P and the V game just keeps, keeps the girl around. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, but not leastly. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, but for sure, mostly uh, he's just got great P and the V game. And I would say the hot goss in my life is that after a year of, um, we're almost at our year, even though there was a brief pause. We were on a break. <laughs> we were on a break. A, a real one, not ambiguous like Ross and Rachel. Yeah. And so um, after a year of like trying to get him to think about BDSM and kink and him resisting because he's a Capricorn. And I think cis men who are good boys and lack what true kink education is or like don't know how to confront feelings of insecurity in sex like instead of being able to say I don't know what that is or that makes me feel insecure they just put up a wall and and shut it down so the answer comes across as no I'm not interested when actually bitch it turns out you are anyway anyway this is what I have to let go <laughs> this is the Sagittarius versus Capricorn right here because yeah. I am just like ugh but everything is happening and it's right in perfect time and literally the day Venus entered Scorpio so probably the biggest hot goss in our life right now is that my fantasy birthday orgy which was a joke <laughs> right. started as a joke and then is like is actually happening yeah which i'm really proud of you for in response to a different group sex experience that wasn't what you wanted and like bitch i'm going to create a queer led proper ass space and it is manifesting as such the group chat that we have going is just so hilarious and fun okay and... well now i'm gonna be adhd and jump around because i gotta get to I'm going to come back to this thing with Ja, but a couple, because we haven't done an episode in so long. So, which is because we haven't had childcare or a recording studio for the record. So anyway, we, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, I went to a swinger party with a friend in the scene who's big in the scene. And it was, I was just not my jam and true to, it was problematic as fuck and true to Jess nature. I go to a show and I'm like, this show would be so cool if it was different, if it had X, Y, Z, if I produced it like this. And so I went to a sex party and I was like, okay, this sex party would be cool if it had these elements. And so I'm like, I'm just going to produce my own. And then it started with like, who the hell, how, how, how do you invite people to an orgy? And like people just started popping into my mind. And one of my talents is casting. That's why I'm a good live this entertainment very producer. very true. Yeah. And so I just started, people started popping into my mind and I sent them a text like, hey, would you be down to come to a birthday orgy? And everyone that I, we've texted has been like enthusiastically yes so somehow it went from like five to 14 very eager people and these are all friends of ours of varying degrees like some are fairly new into our lives whereas others have been around for some years yeah and these are all people whose energy i could just envision in the space so i do use a lot of intuitive psychic powers when i'm casting something can i see you there or can i not see you there this is where we get to talk about books for just a hot second to go on another little side tangent is that you are recently reading in one of your by one of a book by one of your favorite authors Augustine Burroughs, who is also very like witchy and queer mm -hmm. and writes about that, that he can't, um, if he can't envision the reality in his mind's eye, if he can't like literally see it in his brain unfolding, then it's not going to happen. It's not meant to be. That, and that's exactly how my psychic powers work. You related to that strongly. Yes. No, that's it. And that's how I've always described it. And so to, to see him describe it that way was surreal. And so I've just been like thinking about people and then I can see them in the space and then they get an invitation. And so we've got, <laughs> at some point I was like, I want to to have a service bottom which is a kink role of somebody in a party dynamic who's literally there to be of service to everybody and so I put it out on my platform and one of my followers that I actually have a very close genuine friendship with is this really like the hottest the hottest person the, the hottest world. lesbian <laughs> stripper in Portland sends me this video Jess 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 I'm not telling you to pick me but please pick me I was born for this I was made for this I will crawl around on the floor da, 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 da. and I was like bitch so she bought a plane ticket she jaw is on the floor yeah she is dressing in a crop top 
that shows under boobs, a thong, and, and some high athletic socks in her Air Force Ones. And Hell she's just yeah. going to be walking around patting you on the head with like a washcloth, asking you if you need water, asking you if you need some more shrooms. Like, yeah, holding my legs up while I get railed. Like, <laughs> yes. I mean, the enthusiasm that she has brought so far is just unparalleled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, anyway, so we started a group chat because part of my demisexual, my demisexuality, I have to produce this sex party as a demisexual. And so the whole party is actually designed to be perfect for autistic demisexuals. And if you would like, the exact layout of how I am planning this orgy, you got to get on our Patreon because I'm going to post exactly the game and everything that I have lined up from the moment people get there till the last cum shot is genius. <laughs> it's fucking genius. Um, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you'd love a way to support us, the best way you can do that is on our Patreon. So yeah, so get on our Patreon anyway. These are going to be star-studded production details oh yeah and the, and just the cast that we have coming like m one of my former partners the nerdy engineer i was dating when i was pregnant with lucius he is now a rigger and he's been studying for about a year and because he's fucking nerdy i think neurodivergent engineer he's been very dedicated to the study and like he i'm going over to his house next week because he wants to practice a tie on me um so he was like well what kind of tie do you want and i was like well i have a free use kink like i have a free use fetish do you know what that is oh yeah okay <laughs> I wasn't sure. And so I'm not as like vanilla as you think. Um, I it's not that I thought you were vanilla, it's that you genuinely don't watch porn. Yes. That's, <laughs> so that's I... less true <laughs> nowadays. The, these days, but well, yeah, okay. But yes, you're that's a correct assumption. Okay, generally. so that's all. I wasn't meaning to like in, infantilize you or make you seem I just didn't know if you knew because I'm dirtier than you when it comes to porn. <laughs> probably also true. okay so anyway i have a free use kink and so i was like i really want this crab tie where like i'm basically tied into kind of like happy baby if you think about it as a yoga pose mm. where like i'm exposed and just laying there to be used mm -hmm. at the party so anyway he wants to practice the tie on me so i'm going over <laughs> next week so he because he's like well i gotta write it down in the notebook and i gotta make sure i have it all perfect for you and oh people love me anyway <laughs> so we have a group chat going for this orgy and now i'm gonna bring it back around like the see Here this is are. the autism helping with the adhd so i've gone on a journey but now i'm gonna bring it back to the detail which is in the group chat i sent this link for a queening chair which is a face sitting chair and so like you it's like a, a low to the ground stool that has an opening and then like somebody sits on it and there's a place for your head underneath and so like Oh, such a turn on for me. The comfort of that looks pretty, pretty nice, <laughs> yeah, I have to say. Yeah. And so I've always wanted a queening chair because I just I'm like, I want to sit there with my pussy all exposed and like people just pop their head under. I mean, <laughs> yeah, totally. So anyway, I sent it to the group chat, which, by the way, a group of people flirting with each other is one of the greatest joys of my life. It's like, a lot of fun. Like watching 14 people who don't really know each other flirt in a group chat has been exhilarating and perfect demisexual strategy thank you very much well and people who can bring the witty banter yes also, well yeah like, because it's all my people yeah everyone coming is hilarious everyone coming to this orgy is just really funny people <laughs> anyway so so apparently what <laughs> happened was was ja had never seen that right he also is coming from a life of not watching porn mm -hmm. um and so he clicked on queening chair because bless his little pumpkiny heart wanted to buy something he was like when i he's you know because he's got daddy energy and he likes to buy me things and so he clicked on this queening chair which then led him to an etsy page that had a bunch of kink shit mm -hmm. and then he started scrolling and realizing he was turned on mm. so then I don't know any of this, but next thing I know, I get a text that's like, it's our date night. It's our Tuesday night date night. And he's like, hey, for date night tonight, we're going to go get dinner. And then we're going to go to the Adam and Eve store and we're going to buy some stuff. I've had a long day of self-reflection. That's what the text said. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, I, I didn't know what to expect. And then we get to the Adam and Eve store and he is just walking around like he knows exactly what he wants. And he is like, he buys me a piece of lingerie, which hot photos, like X-rated photos of me in this lingerie on our Patreon. You're welcome. And then he buys this like 
kink bondage starter kit that comes with like um, these restraints that go under your bed and like a paddle and a feather and Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And next thing I know, I am strapped to this man's bed, calling him daddy, which is my shit. And he is loving it. (laughs) So basically in the last two or three weeks, I just watched a kink daddy Dom be born and our whole relationship has changed. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. I know that you've been wanting this for a long yes, time. So so long. Yeah, so you don't you can focus on that and not on the fact that it's taken him this long to get there. Says the man who has taken a long time to get to places. Yes, but I'm just saying like you you tend to get hung up on the like ah, you know, like <laughs> I've been trying to Ja! <laughs> like Newman, you know? Newman. Ja! <laughs> Trying yeah. to get him on board with some more explorative things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every, and everything's a journey, blah, blah, blah. And like we were negotiating, like, because I talk honestly about this and I've been very vulnerable about the fact that I'm like, I have some ego around this, around wanting credit for introducing him to it, but also wanting to be like, you were right. You were fucking right a year ago. And how many, how much... It, emotional labor I put into trying to bring up the conversation and show him things and anyway anyway we were negotiating like percentage responsibility and he said that he I was like I am not saying it's 100% you because like I I can I'm spiritual enough I'm woo enough to know that I am manifesting something like I'm sure on a deep subconscious level I had fear around getting to the place that that's going to take me and so I'm sure I manifested a partner who was resistant to it. And then I maybe I moved some energy that moved the energy in him. And now we're both here on like the night that he did that Venus entered Scorpio. And as he was like, like, at, like after he was done, like we were done fucking and he was like untying me and he was like walking to the bathroom with that pep in his step and he like throws the little flogger over his shoulder. And I was like, oh, baby, Venus just entered Scorpio. There's no way this is an accident. And he was like, well, you can tell that bitch to stay there. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. And scene. Yeah, no, it was very end scene. So anyway. That's all exciting. Yeah, especially in time for the party as well, because other husband Gregory is going to be there and Albert Polyman Answers is going to be there. And they are both doms who are really good brat tamers. Ja is interested in brat taming, but he has to learn it. And it's really nice to learn it by seeing it. And so I specifically reached out to them and said, can you guys dom with Ja and, and like tell him how to fuck me and like... Oh, and then Greg, of course, was like, we'll see about that, you know, because he's a rat tamer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea of like Albert whispering shit in my ear <laughs> while I'm getting railed uh, just by all these like mm, I call Albert teacher, but like all these like daddy doms. Mm. Lots of hot goss <laughs> brewing here in the remodeled love world. So I think all of that has brought together full circle. We've got a number of other exciting developments. The orgy space also became a catalyst for a long distance partner of mine to speed up their arrival to the biggest little city, Reno, Nevada. They were originally going to come out and visit later in December, but you had an intuition to invite them and they have experience in the group's sex space and so i knew that they would be thrilled beyond belief and that all came together in a really beautiful fashion as well folks have been loving the instagram stories and you you gotta learn how to get you gotta give way more context to it you're so vague in the stories you gotta assume people listening have no fucking idea so what you have a long distance partner that's not lore backtrack (laughs) here joey yes well i i always get crossed up with like what people are aware of and not aware of and and i've made the opposite mistake or opposite error many a time of sharing when people are yeah yeah i know and so anyways i broke a rule which is an interesting one inside of the space broke what rule the rule of you shouldn't generally as a content creator shouldn't generally form relationships with people who slide into your dms oh 
Oh, yeah. It's not a rule. It's more of a policy. Yes. Like, in general, don't slide into our DMs with any expectation. And if you hit on us in, like, in the wrong way, there's an energy. It's really an energy. 100%. And, like, sometimes people have slid into my DMs with the absolute most perfect energy, and I can feel that, and then I'm open to that experience. Yes, and I've seen little bits of that as well. Generally speaking, we exercise caution in the space, but I have always just got the most welcoming and positive and enthusiastic vibe from this person known as Ash, Ashley. We kind of did that thing of commenting on each other's like things here and there. Like she would comment on some of my videos playing music and I'm like, oh, no one ever really compliments my play. <laughs> and so that was kind of how it started. And then they sent me a message one day that was just sort of like, hey, I think you're doing really awesome things, something to that effect. But it was very, um, very warm and genuine and struck up a little dialogue. And next thing you know, we're doing that thing where you're sending really long audio messages or really long walls of text back and forth and eventually would get on kind of like a phone chat frequency. And here we are about six months later. Is it, is it six months? Right around the summer, I want to say four, five, six, something in that, something in that area. Okay. Okay. I love it when a new connection gets to the audio text portion. It's totally like a, we are, we are now at this place. Yeah. And I have a voices fetish, if you will. So it kind of tends to show up pretty early in <laughs> dynamics that are really strong anyways. Yeah. And so for me, I knew that you were having regular Zoom dates with someone and I knew that you, it went from like flirting to Zoom dates to this person now feels like a partner, even though you haven't met in person and they are now considered a long distance partner. Like I knew all that, but I can't do long distance relationships Especially with somebody I haven't met yet, mostly because of the ADHD object permanence issue and also just being out of spoons. So like I just so I it's not that I didn't respect it. It's just that I didn't drop into the energy too much of it because I just couldn't fathom how intense it was. Yes. And I don't think either one of us could either until a shift happened where I think in long distance dynamics, there's that generally talking about visiting versus like making actual plans and buying a ticket and setting up the logistics of it when those things started to happen and with the invitation to the birthday orgy quickening the whole process suddenly it just became real and it had this sense of really grounded intensity yeah so i was like Talking about the birthday orgy, had an intuition that you should invite them, and you were like, holy shit, I think they'd really come. And I was like, really? Yeah. And then the next thing I knew, you were walking in, and you were like, Ash just bought their plane ticket. Pretty much, yeah. I pitched it to them just as, you know, when you want to invite someone to something, you don't really expect that they're going to say yes, and you're not feeling bad if, if they don't. And then they actually make a commitment and show up and do it. That is what happened. And I was just kind of blown away of, I was not expecting, I I thought she would be thrilled and overjoyed and just grateful for the, for the invite. But I didn't think she would actually come out for it. And like the tenacity to buy a ticket, because I feel like sometimes people even have the resources and are willing to do something, but there are just so many hoops to jump through, like time off work, getting the plane ticket, figuring out if you really can get away that some people just don't even try. So the fact that they were so eager, said yes, and then just literally made it happen. I was like, this bitch has my respect for life. Yeah, totally. And made it work with their situation with requesting off and all of those various things the timing worked out so where she'll get here a day before and we can have a night to just sort of establish our dynamic before getting into the orgy space which would happen on day number two not that i'm against us connecting for the first time in a group sex setting you know, if that's what the Lord's got for you, that's what the Lord's got for you. But being able to have some us time prior to that is definitely both of our preference and really nice that the timing has worked out that way. I'm so excited for you guys. And if you're not following us on Instagram, basically what happens is I released a reel replying to somebody's comment that was like loosely like, what if your husband falls in love with someone else? And I was like, yes, what if he does? But also what if she likes to wipe baby butts? What if she likes to pop back pimples? What if she can remember to pick my kid up every other Wednesday at 1.30 instead of 3.30 because of early release? And the next thing I know, so this like reel does really well. 
And then like, I think it was like an hour after releasing it, I get this, the message of all messages introducing them to me, themselves to me. <laughs> and it was the greatest intro message I've ever received. I screw they I screenshotted it and I, I told her I was like, you had me at feel free to use any of our correspondences for co- for content before I even <laughs> had to ask. You know. Yeah. It's so, kismet. Yeah, like I screenshotted <laughs> this message that she sent me and like that post went viral. And so anyway, it's just she took each piece of that sketch and line itemed her answer to those things. And and it was just the most perfect thing ever. And I like let her write the whole thing out. And then I was like, uh, I'm going to be reading this at your wedding to Joe someday. <laughs> I don't I don't I think I've told you she's in my phone as um, Ashley Day lover. Yeah, it's so <laughs> cute. The whole thing. My vantage on all of this is I had no idea any of this was happening until I get home one day and I walk in and I think you're giving Lucius a bath or something. And you just look up and you go, Mary Ash. And I'm like, OK. <laughs> done next (laughs) yeah and so like i'm so fucking happy for both of you but i'm really happy for you because i know that you have felt cheated kind of or that's cheated sounds entitled and i don't know if you've been entitled but you've been very frustrated with your polyamorous journey for the last decade a decade is overstating but really meaning you weren't frustrated that whole time what do you mean by overstated we've been polyamorous for 10 years Yes. So I thought you meant more since I've become more actively polyamorous the last two years of actually getting on apps and trying to put myself out there. Yeah, that's true. Because we've been talking about how honestly we were kind of monopoly for like eight of those years, which I think is a powerful. You were like ish. Well, I would I would definitely go after something if it dropped into my field. I'm sort of the Oh well, if it happens organically and comes, you're sort my... of a fucking Libra, yeah. Yeah, then I'll, then I'll. <laughs> but I never really made an outward effort, which turns out as, as a mostly straight-ish male starting out, you really have to in the polyamorous space if you want to, if you want to have additional partners and live your best ass polyamorous life, is you have to put yourself out there. And yes, it, I... it has gotten. Sorry, go ahead. I just meant that you have desired. And known it was out there for you or hoped it was an intense, energetically reciprocal, intense romantic and sexual connection and feeling like, why is why are all these other people having this? But I would have it, but it'd be short lived. But like for the most part, you and I are like, why are we not finding these like forever partners? Yeah, you're absolutely right. This is something I sensed was in my path ever since we became polyamorous was another spirit kind of like yours. But, you know, obviously with compatibility in other areas and that intense connection, we both have been seeking for a really long time. And this finally feels like it's here. Yes. Yes. Oh, and I'm so happy for you. And she is a nurse. So me (laughs) and you and nurses, which makes me really happy, honestly, because I we lack a lot of basic experience and basic medical knowledge. So literally just having two people in our polycule that I can be like, do I need to take this baby to the ER or am I overreacting? Like I have so much medical anxiety, especially with Lucius having various health issues like just having someone around who is like not freaked out by anything and can be like yes go to the er or no just like that alone oh my god yes they're also an incredible singer and musician and you know i have a thing for singers yes absolutely and i'm really like looking forward like you have your little comedy mama and then you have your little ballad mama yeah we're gonna be gigging it around town it's gonna be freaking hot oh my god (laughs) and it's just like you know i curse the gods a little little bit that I can't sing because if I could I'd be straight up Carol Burnett like that's my unstoppable yes absolutely I'd be too powerful yeah I'd be too powerful if I could that's how I feel quite yeah so yeah I'm excited that you have that and that's just such a classic example of I can't be everything that you need including a singer (laughs) yeah totally and I've got nothing but the warmest and best vibes from the situation and both of us feel oddly contented about the prospect of meeting in person and it feels grounded it's intense but grounded it's intense but grounded of course there are a little bit of nervous jitters of just seeing each other for the first time in the same space and they're a pisces sun yes 
so but no no nerves about will this be a thing kind of a thing totally and um i think the most exciting thing of all and this is what you can really follow on instagram is like ashley and i are talking daily like we're sending each i think we might be talking more than the two of you right now uh, probably yeah which is fine and i love that you guys are getting and to she's, connect and have fun and- she's an autistic witchy bitch from ohio right yeah, yeah. that's the type yeah and so we speak the same soul language and so we've been connecting on like we think we've known each other for lifetimes and of course she's known all this for a while because she's known who i am and she's been tapping into that energy um and like this can sound love bomby to someone who's like not in the loop but like it's not we're just saying like we are both psychic women who are like, no, I know what this energy is. It's very soul sistery. And so we've been bonding it up. And then like that turned into completely hypothetical scenarios in which they came out here for a short chat because their dream in life right now is to be a full-time stay-at-home mom. They don't have kids, but to be a full-time stay-at-home mom. That's their dream in life right now. And so I was like, bitch, that what? (laughs) Well, the first time I heard this, mind you, I did not mention it at all because I didn't want to get ahead of myself and I didn't want to get, I didn't want to put things out there with the expectation that they would happen, but just kind of observe it and go, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) But I knew that once you guys would connect that sort of the floodgates would open and whatever barrier was there would go away. Yeah. And so then that turned in and there are travel nurse who just denested their nesting and you know they're non-hierarchical but you know primary-ish relationship has now been de-escalated and now they're just besties and so it's like this weird situation where they wanted to come west and you know travel nurse gigs in california right now are paying buku dollars and um so now we are in completely hypothetical talks about what if (laughs) completely asterisks on both sides and also weirdly we moved the baby out of the basement so now our basement is now completely empty there's a living room down there and a bedroom down there and so i was like well what if this was just a little apartment and what if you Mm -hmm. just came to stay for a little bit and she's like and what if you could work full time and try to get remodeled love where you wanted to be and i just took care of the babies and i was like oh my god and then i asked her what her ring size was and she was like rings are expensive like go spend that money on yourself so instead i sent her a remodeled love hoodie because that is my engagement ring (laughs) (laughs) so proper yeah okay so this has been the hot goss this has been the hottest goss the hottest goss the hottest long time coming goss it does. And I definitely have a bit of what Brene Brown calls foreboding joy, where I feel like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. So Right. To speak. You can't enjoy joy because you're anticipating the drop. Yeah. So, um, but I'm not feeling too into that right now. It's just so good to be true that I'm not even really thinking about, about it at all. But I am, but I'm not. But it also feels very right. I can see it back to my psychic things. I can see it. I can see her it's... in the space. I sent her a TikTok of like these two girls dancing. And I was like, when you get here, can we make TikToks? And she was like, I will literally cancel plans <laughs> to have dance rehearsals to make content. And she's very much into the content. She's into the mission. Yeah. So she's into being a part of the content and showing how we are remodeling love and dismantling the nuclear family. And so, wow, we're going to take a short break. And then we're going to come back um, with the other part, uh, which we'll keep short, right? Because we're almost at an hour and I kind of want to honor that hour time mark of our podcast. But we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll hit existential thoughts we've been having lately. And we'll get into a very brief Dear Flabby polyamorous advice column. Love it. Hey, friends, this is Jessica Levity, Day Lover, reminding you that you are not alone on the polyamorous path. If you're looking for peer support or coaching on your non-monogamous journey and you want to work with the Day Lovers, head to remodeledlove.com and book with us today. And welcome back to the Remodel Love Podcast. And this segment is called Existential Thoughts We've Been Having Lately. And I think mine is, um, and I don't remember if I shared this last time. (laughs) I might be on the same existential thought right now. Um, But just the everydayness of life. It's so everyday. And tomorrow it's going to be every day. And the day after, like, it's just every day. It's just the fucking quintessential existential thought of like every day is every day and every day under capitalism sucks what would make it what could neutralize that i wonder having more spoons what would give you more spoons i think having a better handle on my chronic pain and having more support in the household uh just like village life 
having more autonomy and more health, more sleep. Longer breaks away as yeah. well. Or just like more consistent like day, two day chunks, I think. Yeah. Being What's... being less overstimulated. It's hard. I don't know. Because I know even neurotypical people can experience overstimulation. But like imagine that you are just in like you're wearing these headphones that is playing heavy metal music for like 21 months. <laughs> and then one day. You take the headphones off and you're just in the middle of nature and you're like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that this rage I was feeling was coming from this unending stimulation from the outside. And I think there's a reason sleep deprivation is a form of torture because it's really depressing to go to bed, to be so fatigued and to have that thing where you're like, I can't wait for bed. But then you remember it's not going to result in the rest that you need because the baby's going to be up four times. Right. And then when you do have the space to go to sleep, which happens oftentimes, then you literally can't because you're overstimulated from the crying and the intensity of that and just the anxiety that comes with hearing your children cry keeps you up and then you can't go back to sleep even when you literally have the space for it once they've gone back to sleep yes exactly so that's all that's all and it just feels it's just like i look into the distance i look to the horizon and all i see is the everydayness of what we're currently experiencing and i find it depressing but now and i tell ash this all the time that her presence gives me hope even though she's not here yet and even though we don't know if that's a fucking bananas idea or if it's going to work out or whatever, it gives me hope. And I mean, there's a reason Barack ran on that fucking platform, you know, <laughs> because like, isn't it one of the, isn't that a Christian, one of the theological hope and faith and love or something? Probably it's blah, 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 a cornerstone of something. Yeah. But yes, I think that it's all that you can have inside of a really tough situation sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So what's your existential thought you've been having lately? I can share a work-related one. So I teach freshman English at a university and this is a really rewarding and fulfilling job and I enjoy it. But it also makes me wonder if one, I'm serving my true purpose and two, if what I teach is really needed anymore and I think sometimes Ooh, interesting. Uh, yeah, no. And don't get me wrong. You know, I am the biggest like bibliophile writer, literary type dude who thinks that, you know, teaching all of these things is necessary and important for everyone. And I stand by that and would stand that 100% till the day I die. But then I also wonder if students sometimes perceive a bit of a con inside of the system. That and they, may that continue to happen. Yeah. And I think this is all part of, I think this is indicative of a larger strain of thought since the onset of the pandemic that a lot of these old systems, like academics included, seem to be like crumbling in like a, a bunch Especially of- Especially because we're going into so much debt. We're going into so much debt and there just appears to be a number of cracks. It's like a pyramid scheme. It very much and people have written about that and put that idea out there in some really articulate and brilliant ways that it very much functions like a pyramid scheme in the sense that academics is and and i fully stand behind the mission of academics and believe it's one of the best things about our society at the same time i also acknowledge the fact that it's more of a recruitment based Oh my environment. God. So there's it's a more... commodity. Students' tuition is a commodity and they are trying to make a sale. Without those graduate students, the, the jobs that everyone's vying for would not exist. Damn. You know, so it's kind of like it's selling. You can now become one of us sort of a thing. And I mean, it's always kind of pushed that, but it's it's a situ it's like an MLM in the sense that there are far there's greater emphasis upon recruitment than actual like opportunity provided by the space. Yeah, if that makes sense. And so all of that is to say that in inside of that, my my role teaching these classes, I sometimes sense that that people are just over it, or that um, and and I think a lot of it has to do with like larger mental health issues that we're facing and being more honest yeah, about totally. in our society. And so like. I don't take these things personally, but all of this is just to say that sometimes I, I question what I'm doing as just sort of being a part of the old way of things. 
Oh man. You know, I want to, here's a piece of little goss. Like I'm really proud of myself. I went on a queer date with a super cute girl first date from field yesterday. And I, we were talking about like what's going on. And I, one of my first date questions is tell me the main plot points of your life right now. So there you go, everyone. You're welcome Mm -hmm. for that little life pro tip. And so then I was talking about ours and I told her about Ash and like all that stuff and how like, you know, Ash wants to come out here and be, um, you know, a full-time stay-at-home mom and just let us work and try to support the three of us. But that actually it might make more sense for you to quit your job because you're the one in the poverty level income. And, and like, Weirdly. and she makes probably more money than both of us. Way more, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so it could be, it could make more sense for you to be the full-time stay-at-home and then her and I just go hustle and fucking make so much money that you know maybe eventually we don't that we don't have to work full time yeah because like nurses can just take contracts and i can you know my work is this and so like it could allow us to be like to travel and to do fun things and not be um in the rat race system that we have previously been in and that's so many people are in that's a totally fucking privileged thing to say i realize that but i want out i want my family to be out of that to be clear academics has been a way for us to stay outside of yes, that yes in, yes in a we lot have of... chosen to be time rich over cash rich yeah i mean that's important to state and i also want to acknowledge that it served me really well across the course. Like, I don't know that I could have, like, I'm just not cut out for the business world. And so at least I, like, I'm probably one of those persons that would have, like, ended up, like, homeless and on the street and or just in a really bad way because they're just not tuned for society if it weren't for academics and the arts as well, providing spaces for me to to live, exist, and flourish. And so it has been all of those things for me. I just sense that my time is at an end. And and in saying all this, I don't want to speak badly about anyone currently involved and you know the people that I work with in my department. They've been... None of the lower tier people, anyone in the higher up, we're speaking badly about them. Yeah, no, we're <laughs> you know I'm, when I'm critique when I when I'm critiquing the system, I'm more speaking at the administrative level, yeah. which. If many of y'all weren't aware, that is significantly where the budgets of most universities are spent is on administrative costs, not on faculty or the actual academics that are being sold to you. It's more on administrative support is where all the money goes. And so, yeah, I'll never forget my interview with the Medicaid person right before Lucius was born. And when she found out that not only did you have a master's degree, but that you were a full time lecturer at UNR, she was like, well, I don't understand why you qualify for Medicaid. I was like, bitch, that is a good question. Yes, yes. (laughs) And so those are kind of my gripes with the system. The people that I work for in my department, they're all badass individuals doing great work. And it's been an honor to be associated with them. But it does feel as though with how things are going here, that that chapter is concluding and it feels like the right time. Amen. The end of the story of me bringing up my date is that she was like, well, and I guess if he leaves academia and then realizes he misses it, he can always pick up subbing. And I was like, oh, no, actually, what we would do is if he missed teaching, we we would just have him create classes solely for our platform. Yeah, which is kind of what's developing and and fomenting in a way. And you mm-hmm. know, there are all kinds of ways for me to contribute. And if if I need to go out there and make more money, there are no shortage of opportunities. Okay, perfect. So uh, let's end it here. Let's wrap it up. We've got a few minutes. Um, this message came in for us. I have a long distance dot 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 person. It's been months. He's been kind of doing things at his own pace and I respect his boundaries. So I haven't really talked to him much about any of this, but recently he's been more boyfriendy, wanting to meet my best friend. We live two hours away from him. So not exactly we can something we can just do on a whim. Being more attentive has mentioned that he wants something similar to what I want, but it's always stated as a generalization and like he hasn't met that person yet. I would like to know his thoughts about me and our dynamic for clarity, but I don't want to give him anxiety or overstep. I'm a very straightforward person, so I'm not really one to just dance around the subject. Would saying something like, may I know your thoughts regarding me slash our dynamic be too much? I'm in, I, if that's the phrasing, if that's the wording, it sounds pretty straightforward and direct and honest. <laughs> that's what I said. And that good. I'm... I think that's really brilliant because when I'm into these spaces of should I ask this question that's kind of vulnerable or not, I always overword it. I always overdo it. And I end up cutting down so much that's like, keep it basic. Keep the focus on you. And I thought that was brilliantly done. 
I because I wrote them back and I said, um, actually, no, that's not too much. In fact, the way you have it phrased right here is literally perfect. May I know your thoughts regarding me and our dynamic? And like I told her that I literally just did that with somebody um, that I was hanging out with because I wasn't even sure if I felt a vibe. But if she told me she felt a vibe, I might have been more inclined to find a vibe. <laughs> if you vibe me, I'll vibe you. Yeah. But I wasn't <laughs> sure. And then, you know, we're two autistics. And so I was and queer femmes two queer femme autistics and so who the fuck knows like I could find out 10 years from now that actually she was in love with me the whole time and just waiting for me to make the first move and so I just asked and she was like no I think it's just a friend vibe and I was like oh, okay <laughs> like and and that sucked I felt salty even though I don't know that I felt a vibe it's just that overall rejection feeling no and I think the approach that they used in particular is good because I think sometimes I'll ask about the specific thing that I want to ask about when I need to pull it back and keep it more general like hey what are your thoughts on x y and z between us instead of that seems like a better approach than asking about the specific thing that you're wanting and maybe not getting i love that hey we're only at uh, an hour four and after i do some editing that might come down a little bit so i think we nailed this pretty good pretty good i think the emphasis was on the hot goss for good reason <laughs> this time around yay we had hot goss the everything's coming up day lovers <laughs> <laughs> um if you love the work that we're doing here at remodeled love one of the best things you can do to support us is join our patreon joining our patreon gets you access to our exclusive Exclusive content, our close friends list on Instagram, which is behind the scenes into our life. My diary, Joe's diary, sexy photos of me, erotica. I still owe part three and four. I wrote parts one and two of the super hot foursome that John and I had, and I am leaving people hanging. I am so sorry. I'm just out of spoons, but I want to be writing more erotica. And when my sister wife gets here and I can work more, imagine the shit that I'll be putting out. Anyway, you can also send us a one time donation through PayPal, Venmo, Cash App. All that information's at remodeledlove.com. You can buy our book and the most important thing you can do is share our content with everyone you know that's all thanks remodeled lovers <laughs> you can find the links to everything you need at remodeledlove.com and we'll see you next time with my boyfriend in the studio recording studio table polyamory oh so excited for that one yeah. fall in love just a little little bit every day with someone new i fall in love just a little oh a little bit every